Welcome, everybody, to the Academy of Esports podcast. I'm your host, James O'Hagan. In the last couple of weeks, I've gone over ways that you can help fund your esports program in your school district. And today I want to get in a little further into how you can start to make an argument to have esports within your schools. First, I want to give a special thanks to John Pedersen and WISCnet. WISCnet is the state provider for internet service in the state of Wisconsin. And John has been a champion for esports since I approached him with the topic um, a couple of years ago. And John uh, opened up the WISCnet conference to some of our scholar gamers from around the state to come in and demonstrate for state technology leaders what esports is, what it looks like, and gives, gave us an opportunity to share um, our views on esports. And so uh, part of the um, conference that they had earlier this week in Madison, Wisconsin, included students from Case High School who came up to Madison and uh, were able to do a live demonstration of esports to state technology leaders. Clinton High School also came up into Madison for the conference as well. And it really was a fantastic experience for everybody. Now, Case is one of the top performing League of Legends, has one of the top performing League of Legends teams in the state of Wisconsin. Um, They even have a player named Aaron who has been playing League of Legends since he was in fifth grade. And now he's a senior looking to go off to college. And again, he's one of the top players in the state. And I wasn't worried about the uh, Case students doing the exhibition against the Clinton students. Um, But what was seen during the day was really uplifting and I think showed the power of what esports can be uh, for students if we allow them to be the scholar gamer leaders that we want them to. So first off, uh, Case played an exhibition match against the varsity team from Clinton High School in Clinton, Wisconsin, and they won hands down overwhelmingly um, their matches. It was kind of expected. Uh, Clinton is a relatively young team of Scholar Gamers as well. And they're still kind of learning how to to work in this ecosystem. And what I saw between the time that the Clinton varsity team came off of their match and the Clinton junior varsity team came up to play their match was that the Clinton junior varsity team was watching how Case varsity team played their League of Legends match. So... While the match was going on, they were actively, the junior varsity team from Clinton was actively scouting how the case varsity team played. So watching their tendencies, watching their movements, watching how they played around in the map, uh, the Clinton junior varsity team got a good idea of who they were going up against. And in fact, when Clinton junior varsity team stepped up to play case varsity, um, while the junior varsity team still did lose, they played a much tougher and a more competitive match against Case than would have been expected. What was also fantastic about that day was I had gone off to do a panel discussion um, with a couple of other state leaders in esports, and I came back. And when I came back into the room to see um, how the competition was going, what was taking place, What had actually happened was that the Case and the Clinton teams had swapped some players. So you actually had a team of mixed 
uh, Case and Clinton students, um, not just playing League of Legends against each other. What I saw were some of the Clinton players and the Case players actually coaching each other at the same time. Um, so that was really something I think that was a powerful message uh, sent to those who may be on the fence about what esports can be in their schools. But what I will say is that um, after being in Madison for that day with our scholar gamers and showing what esports can potentially be and having the opportunity to share uh, my thoughts about esports and the scholar gamer, as well as being part of a panel discussion, there is definitely a lot more interest around esports, at least in the state of Wisconsin. Now, um, I've had some discussions with some of the uh, high school leaders as well as uh, college leaders who want to participate in esports. And I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, because we're getting to the end of the school year here in 2019-20, in no, excuse me, the 2018-2019 school year. So we're getting to the end of this school year and budgets are starting to be made for the following school year. And I'm seeing some people who are struggling with how do you make the argument for esports in your schools? How do you present this to your school leaders? And there seems to be a couple of camps in how to do this, but I want to focus on the ways that I would uh, begin the conversation around esports in schools, whether it's high school or whether it is college. And yes, there is going to be the student interest in esports, most certainly. And when we're looking at the statistics around esports, Pew Research did a study uh, a couple of years ago, maybe it was about a year ago, around gaming. And this isn't spe specific to esports, but this is specific just to gaming. And what they found, no matter demographics or socioeconomics or whether it was race, but about 97% of males are interested or consider themselves to some level a gamer. To put that into perspective, with females, 83% of females also consider themselves to be, to some level, a gamer. Now, if I had a school where 97% of males were interested in basketball and 83% of females were interested in basketball, you would believe that the school would do something to tap into that student interest because we know that when we put students in, into extracurricular activities, GPAs go up and attendance rates go up. And to have something where we're talking about interest in the 90s and the 80s percentiles um, for males and females, no matter race, no matter socioeconomics, that is something that schools really need to start to tap into. Now, there may be schools that already have gaming clubs of some kind that are kind of starting to dip their toes into esports. And yes, the student, um, the student interest can be really high. But of course, we're talking about schools that nece don't necessarily have funds readily available to just focus in on esports. So what can you do? How do you get access to limited resources in a school district to start to build up an esports program? Well, one of the ways that I find to speak to an administrator when it comes to anything 
is to start with what are your mission, your vision, your values, and your goals. So what are the school's goals? What's the school's mission and the vision? And perhaps if you're in a small school district, that may be if you have one high school, one middle school, you may be looking at the district mission, vision, values, and goals are almost identical to what the district ones are. Um, those things are usually posted online or they're part of a board packet or some kind of material. So while student interest is very important, and I'm not saying to discount um, what the students want and what they want the vision of their esports teams to be, you have to make the argument also at the district and the school level to also show how esports can support your mission, vision, values, and goals. So what I've gone ahead and done, for example, is I've created one-page documents that are speaking directly to mission, vision, values, and goals to a school. Um, one school that I am in particular working with, uh, trying to get esports brought into uh, onto their campus and culture, is one of our local colleges. And um, to make the argument to that local college, I went onto their website and found their six strategic vision goals that they have uh, that is part of their vision 2021. And in particular, their six um, strategic goals are foster employee engagement, attract and develop engaged students, develop, deliver program and service excellence, create and strengthen connections with employers, education and community, create an equitable and inclusive campus climate, and steward college resources effectively. Now, what I did then was I took all six of those strategic goals and I created, I actually didn't use a Google Doc. I didn't use a doc of any kind because I find that that can be, uh, sometimes the framing doesn't work out for some of these more graphical things. I actually used a, a Google presentation uh, slide, a single slide, resized it so that it was um, normal paper, you know, eight and a half by 11. And uh, I created the um, one page document within that. And the reason why, again, is because a Google Doc is sometimes too restrictive. It's very specific to typing up things. And I'm not saying you can't do it in a Google Doc, but I just find that Google Sheets is a little bit, uh, or excuse me, Google Presentation is a little bit easier to do some of the things like this. But then I divided the page up into six um, cells, I guess you could say, like table cells. And I spoke directly to what the uh, school wants to do within those um, strategic goals. And so I actually used some of the actual language that they used in there. Um, and I made these um, paragraphs really brief and short. Um, we're talking maybe three or four sentences tops. Again, using some of the actual common language that they're using within their mission and their vision, as well as their, as well as their uh, strategic goals, and then um, put it all together in one page. I'm going to share this document in uh, the show notes that you will have today, but I want to make sure that you understand that this is not necessarily um, a template that you're going to take and use for every school or college that you're trying to make the argument uh, for. Again, these strategic goals are specific um, to the uh, school itself. So make sure that you can find those things. Most schools are going to have them on their website 
or you may be able to um, check a, a board document because usually those things are listed in board documents as well too. But I find that when resources are limited, it is best to, as you're starting to develop and build your plan for your esports program in your school or in your college, is that you start with mission, vision, values, and goals, and student interest, and you go from there. That will do it for this week on the Academy of Esports. I've been your host, James O'Hagan. Esports are organized competitive video games allowing schools to redefine their athletic culture, diversify opportunities for student participation, promote good physical and mental health, increase collegiate scholarship pathways, and play games. We can never forget the importance of play. The mission of the Academy of Esports is to support these ideals. The vision of the Academy of Esports is for all students to experience the fun and joy of playing competitive video games. You may follow me on Twitter at Jim O'Hagan. That's at J-I-M-O-H-A-G-A-N and through the Academy of Esports account at T-A-O Esports. It's a great way to get the latest blog posts, podcast episodes, and news coming out of esports and education. And remember, you can continue your engagement by going to www.taoesports.com. You can also connect through Facebook at www.facebook.com slash taoesports. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to our time again next week.